Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babel Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So for anybody who is feels stuck and wants to make a pivot, wants to start your business, or maybe you started a business and you're mm-hmm. like, wait a second, I started the wrong business, I need to do something else. Yeah. Whatever kind of pivot you feel like you're in, really sinking into the power of choice that we truly have, that we're, we're fully responsible, which is a beautiful gift for mm-hmm. everything that we're experiencing. And if we don't like it, we can change it and the world will not crumble, yeah. it will flourish for us. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host, Asley Maslow, and that clip was from today's guest, Caroline Addington. Caroline is such a gem and bright light. I love that clip so much because I pivoted so many times in my career, and every single time, it's scary AF. Everything Caroline shared in this episode, and that she shares on Instagram, is pure gold, and I can't wait for you to meet her. She's an engineer and neuroscientist, turn personal branding and authenticity coach. She uses that knowledge to understand and explain how our brains work when we consume content so that she can be the content wizard she is for her clients. Now you might be thinking, what the heck were you thinking, Asley? Why would you interview a branding coach on your podcast when you're a branding coach yourself? My response to that is twofold. First, Caroline is such a beautiful soul and is a wealth of knowledge, so it would be a disservice to you to not have her on the show. And two, I'm not going to be the right coach for everyone. Some of you might vibe more with Caroline and some of you will vibe more with me. I see everything as an abundance of opportunities, so there's no reason for me to try to blind you from anyone that does something similar to what I do. In this episode, we chat about how to consistently create content without it feeling like a struggle how to express yourself and realize that you are enough in this moment, and how creating content is an act of service. Caroline gives us her best tips in beauty, business, and life, and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. I am a branding and authenticity, um, like personal branding and authenticity coach. I help people with their content creation and making consistency easy, but um, really more specifically at the root of everything I do is self-expression and helping people know that they're actually enough, exactly as they are right now in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think a lot of the times we feel like we need to fix ourselves and like do all of this healing in order to be worthy of whatever when realistically you're already enough exactly as you are. (laughs) So (laughs) that's, that's the root of what I do now. I used to be a scientist and so that was, I had all kinds of masks of what I thought I needed to be. Masks of professionalism and masculinity and other people's definition of success that I was wearing at that chapter of my life. And that has driven, you know, why I'm so interested in self-expression now because the contrast in what life is like when you're wearing all of your masks versus when you're not is Mm -hmm. night and day. 
Cool. Awesome. So Pretty AF is about being Pretty AF inside and out. So part of that is being philanthropic. Um, so if you could talk a little bit about how you're philanthropic and why you choose to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I view content as service. And I think that when, I think it is all about how you approach the way that you create your content, Mm -hmm. but the community that is available to be built around true self-expression is phenomenal. When people think about social media, a lot of times they think of the vanity metrics, they think of engagement, they think of all of these things that aren't really at the essence of what social media is about. What it's really about is community building and connection and self-expression. And so in that context, being able to create and give gift, you know, gift your gift to the world in that context for free all the time is an incredible act of service. And I think when entrepreneurs approach their their content creation and their self-expression from that perspective through that lens mm-hmm. it's received as such it's received you know in that that sense of service um right. as opposed to like pushing your content on other people mm-hmm. i also run a, a free community if anyone is interested in joining we're three weeks in so the next round probably won't be until january 2020 but okay. it's a community of women that all support each other and see them and see each other in their full self-expression which that again is one of the greatest gifts that you can give another human is to Mm -hmm. actually see them for who they are and love them in all the ways that they might not yet feel like they can love themselves is that community online or is it in person yeah right now it's online Um, and i can send you the links for all the things yeah i'll put Um, it all in the show notes so people can check it out yeah it's called communion um it's phenomenal (laughs) it's such a beautiful space because everybody brings their their juju and their essence to it and actually you know what something that's ongoing right now um like i said that probably won't come until january 2020 but something that is ongoing every single week no matter what is called cacao conversations Hmm. and again it's it's amazing um because (laughs) it's just women coming together over conversation but it's free every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern we brew a cup of cacao we all meet and gather also virtually on zoom mm-hmm. and then two women who have some incredible expertise bring their different differing expertise to a given topic okay. um, so whether it's authentic online presence or owning your multi-dimensionality understanding how to connect to your womb all kinds of really cool topics mm-hmm. they bring all of that to this discussion and then it's just a roundtable discussion. It's kind of like a live podcast with everybody involved. And that's oh, every Wednesday. At that's 8 really cool. Is that a free thing or is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. just community building. Like, yeah. <laughs> community building is the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another thing I've heard you talk about is chasing joy. Can you talk about how someone can find what really brings them joy and how they can find the courage to pursue that even if it might seem scary or other people might be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. My perspective on this has shifted uh, over time because I deeply believe now that there's no chasing. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. There's nothing to chase. In this very moment, there's there's joy to be had everywhere deep in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't think it's so much for, for many people, have, I'm going to go ahead and say for all people, <laughs> it's not so much about um, like what is it out there that brings me joy that I need to go and find, that I need to go and search for. 
it's what am I not giving myself permission to already enjoy mm. right now? Why do I feel guilty for the joy that's already in my life? Why do I feel guilty really giving myself permission to actually be myself and for that mm. to be enough? Because a lot of the times there's, there's just so much all of your gifts are already within you, right? Every, right? For everybody listening, your gifts are already within you. And it's not a matter of going and onboarding new things. It's mm-hmm. just giving yourself permission to see them, to value them, to realize how valuable they really, really are, and to find joy in who you already are. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So another thing you've talked about is the power of play. Um, How do you kind of incorporate play into your life and why do you think that's important? Yes, I love this question. (laughs) Play is a a state of being. Um, Rather rather than, again, rather than something that we like to go out and do, I think a lot of the times we'll say, okay, I need to play more. My soul, I've been tapping into my heart. My intuition is telling me I need to play more. It's time to play more. I'm going to go do these things. I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. When realistically, play is, you know, I, I dance around the house when I'm cooking dinner. I, like, when I'm taking the dog on a walk, if I have a song in my head, I will dance and sing the song <laughs> as I'm the dog for a walk. And it's it, another huge aspect of play, especially as an online entrepreneur, has been giving permission to work somewhere else, to work out in the mountains. I'll take mm-hmm. my laptop with me and I'll sit at a vineyard, you know, and like just inc- like making every moment more playful rather than mm-hmm. being like, okay, okay, I need to play more. It's time to go to Coachella. <laughs> it's time to like go plan a hike and like do all of these, you know, things that we associate with playfulness. Yeah. When really play itself is a state of being because you could be at Coachella, you could be on that hike, but if you're not in a playful state of being, mm-hmm. it's not going to restore and recharge you as much as just taking your dog on a walk in a playful state. Yeah, I like that. Very cool. So Pretty AF is about being Pretty AF inside and out. So I wanted you to give us a couple of your best tips. Do you have any tips for a number one tip for beauty? My beauty is very natural style. (laughs) (laughs) It's very natural style. And so, I mean, my tip is is probably not going to be so much like, even though I do put, I use a bunch of argan oil in my hair. (laughs) My hair is probably my most, like, you know, I, it's the most TLC (laughs) department because it's like long and curly um, or wavy. Um, and so I use a lot of argan oil and natural products on all of the things, but, okay. um, you know, not being afraid to express my face specifically in, in whatever way it, I want, right? Like right mm-hmm. now I'm showing up with no makeup and that's beautiful. And mm-hmm. that gets to be how it's presented. If, if it feels like a given day is like feeling extra saucy and spicy and I want to wear like red lipstick and like do all the things, yeah. then like, hell yes, I'm going to do all the things for me right (laughs) Right? and so like being able to to really own whatever however it is that we're presenting ourselves in that moment that feels like the most empowering like that's the most empowering beauty tip i can give and Mm -hmm. put argan oil in your hair (laughs) some moisture (laughs) is there a specific argan oil or (laughs) any um yeah i can see the the bottle <laughs> but I can't remember the brands because it lasts for so long that I haven't in a while it's like pink poppy I think okay the name of it I'll, I'll give you a link for it okay um, perfect yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like super super natural super great <laughs> 
great. So do you have a tip for just life in general? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> feel your feels. <laughs> Don't be afraid of fear. Because, you know, I think that we say feel your feels and mm-hmm. we get this image of like, you know, watching a, a sad movie and then just bawling your eyes out and being okay with like the sadness. But yeah. Fear, I think, is one that gets some unjust judgment around it. People are like way more scared, way more scared to feel the fear than the sadness or the anger or the frustration or whatever other feelings might come through. Mm-hmm. Fear is just another feeling, and it doesn't mean anything about you or your well-being or you know whether or not you're doing the right, the quote-unquote right thing. It just means that you're walking into unknown territory. Like, that's all it means. And we get to really define, there's actually some really cool science behind this. Um, For anyone who's Mm -hmm. interested in the science, I recommend the book called How Emotions Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett. It's very good. Mm. Um, But when we're feeling emotions, we construct them in the moment based on the experiences that we're having. We decide what our comfort zone is. And then as soon as we step out of that, we decide that it's reasonable to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Right? And, you know, okay everybody's comfort zone is different. So as you're feeling fear or whatever the other feels are, you get to decide what that means to you, what that means about you, how you're going to use that in your life to, to build a better life. Cool. So what is your number one business tip? Ooh, yes. I I love them about business. Um, Be yourself online. Be yourself online. Be yourself online. I can't, I could like scream it from the mountaintops. Um, because when you look at personal brands that are really doing well, mm-hmm. they've just figured out how to be themselves and give very few poops about what other people are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and when we share from that place of embodied authenticity and we, wherever we are on our business journey is perfect. We don't have to pretend like you have that like 6K and six days story. You don't have to pretend like you were like homeless three days ago and now you're living in this like YouTube mansion, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, like none of what resonates with people is other people being themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is the greatest business tip that I could give anybody in terms of like making that actionable instead of just like be yourself, woo is telling your telling your story from mm-hmm. a place of power um okay. you know i think when people think of authenticity they oftentimes think that it has to be this like airing out of dirty laundry and like hashtag vulnerable share but really it's like oversharing, right yeah um yeah <laughs> but you can share your story from a place of power and the litmus test to kind of know when you're sharing power or when you're not is what how do you feel as you're typing up your story you know Mm. do you feel defensive about it do you feel protective of it do you feel the same emotions that you were feeling when you were experiencing it or do you feel courageous do you feel brave do you feel empowered and if you feel those more empowering feelings yeah even when it's and especially when it's a vulnerable story but you're on the other side and you feel empowered you know Mm -hmm. telling that story share it it's a huge permit for other people to be more of themselves and that's really what everybody is looking for yeah I always think when people are able to share something after they've been through it it's like at that point they can be helpful and tell you like how they got through it versus just like well I'm still in this crappy place like 
everything sucks. Being a pile of poop together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because when you're sharing, when you're stuck in a pile of poop, it's not coming from service. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not coming from a place of service to your people. It's serving yourself by like airing your your poop out. (laughs) Right, right. So on that, I wanted to ask you, um, why do you think storytelling is so important and what can we do to be better storytellers? Yes, there's some science for this too. So storytelling is how we connect as humans. And actually when we're telling a story, our brains do something very cool and very different than they do when we're listening to any other like input of information. So mm-hmm. as we're telling a story, say for right now, like right now I'm kind of telling you the story of storytelling <laughs> and our brains are syncing up with each other and they, you know, they mirror each other. So the, the, neural firing activity that's happening in my brain gets mirrored in your brain and we're having like a brain synchronized swimming party going on (laughs) and that doesn't happen with any other with like three steps to do the things or um you know do you struggle with chronic back pain (laughs) all of these other methods of communicating and um in terms of how to be a better storyteller that syncing up doesn't Mm -hmm. happen if we aren't on common ground if, if we don't understand what each other is saying so as i'm talking about the brain party i'm saying that we're having a brain party and a synchronized swimming effect mm-hmm. if i were to say your prefrontal cortex is you know mirroring my prefrontal <laughs> cortex and we're having neural entrainment and da, 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 like it wouldn't land the same way it would you'd be like that does that doesn't mean anything to me right so in the context of brands you're building your personal brand this is why it's so important to actually speak the language of your ideal client mm-hmm. because you're in resonance with the belief system of the solution. You're embodying the solution. But if you tell your story exclusively from the perspective of the solution, your people, there's no common ground. They can't actually resonate and they can't actually join the brain party that is your storytelling. So when you are telling your story, making sure to incorporate the languaging of your ideal client so that they can recognize and resonate with your story. Awesome. So... With that, if you're trying to build a personal brand, you need to show up consistently. And you talk about effortlessly showing up consistently. And even for me, as I help people with their social media, it can be hard to do that. So I want to know all your tips on (laughs) how to show up consistently. (laughs) Hey. Do you have an incredible biz, but you just can't seem to attract the right people online? What if your social presence brought in consistent leads and automatically got them to buy your products, even while you slept? If this sounds like a dream, then you have to get on the wait list for my online course, The Digital Academy of Social Media. I'll teach you everything you need to know to not only be taken seriously online, but to continuously have sales without you having to lift a finger. You'll learn how to spend less time online while increasing your presence, sales, and overall biz and brand. Click the link in the show notes to get on the waitlist. We only take so many students in each round, so sign up now. Back to the show. Yeah, so there are kind of like three three big things that I that I talk about when I talk about effortless consistency. Okay. Um, the first is like a, a mindset shift, right? Because we can do strategy all day, but if there's no identity shift, then it's not going to actually land. So the identity shift that really goes into being consistent is accepting our flaws and loving our flaws. 
and recognizing that whatever it is that we are here to build, whether it's a really big community or a really small but very intimate and deep community, mm -hmm. whatever it is that we are here to build as a personal brand, the flaw, the, the, the things that we perceive as flaws, you guys can't see me, I'm doing air quotes, but the <laughs> flaws, the quote unquote flaws are actually in support of the fullest expression of our vision. So I'll use myself as an example. I used to think it was a flaw that I couldn't give deep, chronic engagement all the time to everybody and be omnipresent on Instagram. I used to think that that was a problem. Mm. I thought that I should always be on Instagram all the time. But I also know that I'm here as a community builder. I love building community and I, I feel the, the heart pull to build a big community. Mm. So being able to reframe that flaw and like project it into your long-term vision, were I to forever be on Instagram and have a big community, mm -hmm. that would not be sustainable, right? So it's right. tuning into your vision and reframing your flaws to recognize that they're actually assets that are going to support you in the fullest expression of your vision, whatever that mm. looks like. So that's like the really important mindset shift. In terms of strategy, I have a strategy for content creation, so consistency, what I call consistency hacking for mm -hmm. content creation, and then another one for engagement and outreach. So for content creation, the way that habits are formed is that we have a cue, and then a routine, and then a reward, and then it changes the way our brain is wired. Mm -hmm. If it was rewarding, if the whole circuit was rewarding, then the next time it'll be a little bit easier to do because it was rewarding and it changes the wiring. Okay. So when we think about consistency and content creation, if the cue is that it's time to post, maybe you don't have any content, like you don't feel good, then the cue <laughs> is that situation where it's like, I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it and yeah. resist it. <laughs> and right. then the routine might be, not doing it and being like, well, if I don't create, you know, if I create from this place, it's going to be garbage and blah, 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 and then like not yeah. doing it. And the reward is that you get to stay in the comfort zone, right? And so it makes it so that next time there's even more resistance to doing it. And then it turns into what I call like the Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Like what point? I've, it's been like five days. I'm not even, you know, the, that whole thing. Yeah. Versus you can actually hack that cycle. So a lot of people think that when they're being consistent, they need to be perfect and they need to like change the cue so that they mm. don't have that icky resistance in the first place. Yeah. But that's actually really hard to do as humans. It's way easier to hijack the rest of the habit cycle. Okay. So what that would look like would be you feel your resistance, you feel your cue and you're like, Ugh, I don't want to post. But then you bring that intention and awareness into it and you're like, wait a second. If I instead do it anyway, I'm actually gain a, I'm gonna gain a lot of personal power. I'm gonna, you know, change, I'm gonna rewire this habit. I'm gonna make it just a little bit easier next time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the action changes and so the, the circuit changes. Okay. A lot of people get stuck actually changing the action though. Because they're mm -hmm. like, that sounds great. I understand it in theory, how to actually change the action. In your content, you're allowed to be human and actually speak to that resistance. And that's like the biggest hack that I can give to everybody is like speak to the resistance that you feel when you go to create mm -hmm. and, and be like, and here I am anyway, I'm showing up because I'm passionate about my dreams. And like you get to connect human to human because mm -hmm. your people probably feel resistance too. And like allowing yourself to like incorporate that human element into your content yeah. can kind of help kickstart that cycle. So the next time it's easier and easier and easier. So you're saying like, if I feel super tired and like, I don't feel creative right now and then, but I need to write a blog post, 
that I would say, hey, I feel super tired and I don't want to write right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You would open up your Word doc and you'd be like, I feel super tired. I don't feel like doing this. But here I am. I'm doing it anyway because I love my dream and, like, you know, I'm making it happen. Mm-hmm. And as you continue to write, it yeah. will turn into an empowering message. Like, you'll be surprised. It'll it'll eventually turn into an empowering and an informative and an educational or like motivational message because it's like here I am doing it anyway and then you can just kind of like clean it up and put it out into the world Mm, I like that yeah (laughs) yeah the other the other like strategic tip that I would give around engagement and outreach is before I sit down and do any engagement or outreach I actually go on a five-minute journaling rampage about everything I'm grateful for in that moment like I'm grateful for you know the birds that are singing all of the things and as that energy gets carried over into your outreach and engagement it's mm-hmm. a totally different energy yeah. than being like oh gotta do the things gotta grow the following gotta <laughs> engage like whatever the things that we feel like we have to do on the checklist are mm-hmm. when you bring that that energy of gratitude to the platform whatever social media platform it is yeah it's so much more powerful because it it totally reframes it for you and it helps you realize oh my gosh it's actually really amazing that we live in a world where we get to build online businesses and that right. we have access to all of this incredible community building mm-hmm. at our fingertips and that's just totally different energetic energetic to bring to the table yeah definitely so with all that how can with like sharing your story and all and being authentic how can you then also position yourself as an authority online yes that's a good question. <laughs> it goes back to what we were talking about around like the litmus test mm-hmm. have i actually healed this or is this still active mm. because when we share from that place of it still being active and still being in the poop tunnel yeah <laughs> that's what it's like well, you know you're not really building authority <laughs> um versus when you share your story from the other side of the tunnel and you can like it exactly like you were saying you can give actionable tips you can help people understand how they can also move through the tunnel mm-hmm. um that's when it's authority building and what's actually really interesting about this is that you're not and i know that you, your people have probably heard this before because this is not you know new info <laughs> you are not the hero of your own story right mm-hmm. your people are the hero of your story and when you're telling your story and you frame it in that light and at the end of your story you really actually turn over the empowerment to the people who are reading and it's not just like i slayed the dragon and i did the things and like now Mm -hmm. everything is great they're gonna be like okay sally good for you (laughs) (laughs) You but if if you're like i slayed the dragon here's how i did it you can do it too i wasn't born Mm -hmm. under the right sky we all get to slay the dragon yeah Um, that is that is true authority building because you know you're not you're not just doing it for your sake you're doing it from a place of service Mm. i've actually never heard that saying before (laughs) yeah to like transfer the (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good tip though definitely it's huge it's huge and it also like you know when you're thinking about copy specifically or if you're like you know promoting an offering Mm -hmm. when when they're the hero of the story the action and the selfless empowerment looks like taking that action in favor of their own growth, whether it's buying a product or a service, 
that you know is actually going to be the solution to the problems, right? Yeah, definitely. You talked about this a little bit before, but I want to see if you go a little bit deeper on it. Um, talked about being enough right now. How can we feel like we are enough when we maybe don't feel that way? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a biggie, right? It's a big shift. <laughs> yeah, so I'll share what helped me in that shift. Okay. Um, and everybody's journey is going to be different, but hopefully it, it serves people. Was the realization that, you know, we are, I, I believe, <laughs> an experience that we're divinity in a body. We're souls having a human experience. We're mm-hmm. spiritual beings having a human experience. And it was a journey of coming to trust the guidance of my soul and appreciate that like what she was saying and what, where she was taking the ship was valid. And having that experience of, of realizing like, Oh, she actually knows what she's doing. Like we're at, there's a plan here. I'm not just flying completely blind. And mm-hmm. all of this is, is happening in a bold thing in the perfect way. And so I'd say the first experience was really coming to trust that guidance and then it was a shift from wait a second I don't have the roadmap I don't have the blueprint I am the blueprint I am the roadmap Mm -hmm. like you know it's that switch of identity from being the the personality to the soul that's like really running the show and recognizing it's not that we are you know travelers following a map that we're looking at and we're trying to figure out how to decipher this map and how to find the treasure mm-hmm. we are the map <laughs> we are the map yeah and when it really sank in and like that that identity shift truly took place mm-hmm. then the fear of messing it up goes out the window because you can't mess it up you you are <laughs> yeah you are the the gps coordinates you are the map you are also the traveler but you're, you're all of it. And mm-hmm. recognizing that every, like we were talking about with consistency, that, that mindset shift around flaws. Yeah. Everything that we perceive as a flaw right now is really an asset that's still being developed. And when we recognize that, onboard those flaws, love them deeply, mm-hmm. and see how they're actually contributing to the roadmap that we are, yeah. then it's, it's a game changer. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you also talked about that you used to be an engineer and a neuroscientist, and you're now a personal branding and authentic authenticity coach. <laughs> so what made you make that switch um, and take the leap? And what advice do you have for someone that wants to make a pivot too, but it might be scary? Yes. I- the advice, do it. <laughs> I think it's more concrete than that, but just do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I was saying, self-expression is at the roots of all of the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the sciences, I was wearing a mask of professionalism, of masculinity, like taking on what I thought success was supposed to look like by other people's definitions. Yeah. I was completely muting and suppressing my own personality and my own expression like as animated as I am now mm-hmm. you would if you'd seen me when I was in the sciences, I was a completely different person and actually I found some pictures 
um, from like 2015, not that long ago, of me when I was like presenting papers and doing things. Yeah. And I looked like a freaking ghost. It was like night and day, like my social media post in, in this past year versus that. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was just, it was from all of the, the weight of other people's expectations and mm-hmm. beliefs about what I should be. And it was, a, it was really recognizing that I had chosen, I, I was miserable. I was in a really toxic work environment mm-hmm. um, for the last year and a half, not the whole time, but in the last year and a half. And it really encouraged me to look inside and recognize I chose this. Like I chose to be here. No one is forcing me to be here. Is it worth it? Am I really happy? Why am I really here? And really opening the door to take more responsibility for our lives. Mm-hmm. And so it, it sounds uh, restrictive. I think a lot of times we think responsibility and we think restriction, yeah. but it's actually very freeing and very liberating because if we, if, if somebody else has, you know, the keys to our lives, like that sucks. Mm-hmm. We're kind of screwed. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> choice in the matter, but recognizing that we actually do have choice is a really liberating experience. So for anybody who is, feels stuck, and wants to make a pivot, wants to start your business, or maybe you started a business and you're mm-hmm. like, wait a second, I started the wrong business. I need to do something else. Yeah. Whatever kind of pivot you feel like you're in, really sinking into the power of choice that we truly have, that we're, we're fully responsible, which is a beautiful gift for mm-hmm. everything that we're experiencing. And if we don't like it, we can change it and the world will not crumble. Yeah. It will flourish for us. I like that. <laughs> so yeah. do you have any tips on if you have already been showing up on social media and online as one type of, say, a engineer, scientist, and then you want to all of a sudden start showing up as a branding person, how do you kind of make that transition and not, I don't know, are you going to lose everyone or? <laughs> You're going to lose some people for sure, Yeah, which is good. Right, um, mm-hmm. because they're probably not, not going to be your people on the next year, and that's um, people get to come and go. Yeah, but I I like to bring people into the fold um, because I love community building so much. Mm-hmm. It's it's a beautiful thing to have somebody be a part of the journey and be yeah. on board with it, and for you to to just again going back to being authentic, say hey, this is what's going on. Like here's here's why I'm shifting, here's what it's all about, here's why I'm so excited about it, here's why it's, I'm so passionate about it, and um, if this is not going to be your jam, no hard feelings, mm-hmm. you know, you can unfollow, you can wander away, that's totally okay. If it is going to be your jam, I would love to hear, like, what are you going to be most excited about hearing about, what do you feel like you need help in this arena with, like, how can I serve you in this new way? Yeah. Um, and when you approach it from that perspective it it's it's a community building experience because then everybody feels like they're a part of a movement they feel like they're part of something because they are mm-hmm. yeah and it I think it it takes the pressure off of you to have everything right and have all the ducks in rows and like yeah. have it perfect because it's never going to be perfect and you just get to bring everybody on board and kind of give them a behind-the-scenes experience. Yeah. I think that's really big and probably what's helped you build a community is when people talk about things before they're completely perfect and, like, during the journey is then people feel, like, so much more connected to you. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I think that that's a big thing, too, for people who 
if they're in the early stages of building their business. I know a lot of the times when you know we think about that in terms of maybe a business or a product or an offering that we're like shifting and building and all the things. Um, but in terms of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can also bring people into the journey of you yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful way to use social media because wherever you are, you're presumably 10 steps ahead of, you know, or, or even just two steps ahead of the people that you're able to help. Mm-hmm. And so for them to be able to see that you continue to up level and continue to, to grow and evolve as a human, yeah. it's a beautiful gift to be able to give your people because they can't, it, you know, they can't aspire to be perfect. <laughs> right. And as a leader, you embody some aspect of what this, what other humans want in their own lives. Mm-hmm. And nobody, it doesn't feel good to aspire to someone who seems perfect um, because it just yeah. feels forever out of reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big thing when I know I talk to people that have a certain skill or they're starting to learn something and I tell them like, oh, why don't you create an ebook about this or a course or something? And they're like, well, I'm not an expert, so I can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, but you know so much more than the average person. Like, you could still help them. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And also, I will go ahead and say to, to anybody listening that like the idea of – because. The, the, the concept of expert and expertise. Yeah. When I was in the science space, like to me, that meant having all the degrees and doing the things. And like, yeah. I, it's, it's mind blowing because I feel so much more like an expert in everything that I'm doing now than I ever mm-hmm. did with all of the degrees because I'm actually embodied in all of it. Yeah. It's actually what I'm living out every day and like, experimenting with in my own life all the time and when you're coming from that place like that is expertise like that's true embodied expertise degrees and certifications if you're not actually embodying the wisdom of what they have to offer like they're Mm -hmm. beautiful and they can absolutely teach and train but if you don't actually embody all of the practices yourself it just it doesn't carry the same weight so being you know, wherever you are on your path, you're embodied in some form of wisdom and being able to share that, um, like you're coming from a place of expertise if you're embodying it. Yeah. So are there any last tips or advice that you would love to share? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, on which topic? <laughs> any of them. Um, we, talked about, we talked a little bit about facing, about feeling the fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to add a little bit more, like, context to that is that and that's that's my biggest advice like all the time no matter what is like just actually not run away from the fear Mm -hmm. and to welcome it um and whenever you feel it like allow yourself to fully fully feel it and then like we were just saying I think a lot of the times people will then zoom in on it and they'll say why am I feeling this way what am I, what is making me feel this fear? You know, where is this coming from? And try and get to the root of the limiting belief when realistically, you know, this isn't like throwbacks, Tony Robbins stuff. It's like, if you ask those questions, you'll get those answers. If you ask better questions, you'll get better answers. And I think a lot of times we can get really stuck in that cycle of trying to get to the bottom of the fear. Mm -hmm. Really all you have to do is feel it and then ask for a different experience. Like ask, Mm -hmm. how can I have mama you, how can I have the embodied experience of not being afraid of this thing? 
how can I see this from your perspective? How can I have the experience of doing this without fear? And that's all that we really have to do. We don't have to get to the bottom of everything. We don't have to solve all of our problems. Going back to the idea that like we're enough right now as we are, yeah. you're enough right now as you are. And if it's in the service of you to get to the bottom of the beautiful. I wanted to thank you for joining me today and answering all my questions and giving us some great tips. If people want more information on you or want to work with you, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, I hang out on the gram. Um, that's where the, <laughs> the party is mostly. So caroline.addington underscore. And, and then you, you can also find me at carolineaddington.com. There's free resources, um, info on like the cacao stuff that we were talking about. All that good stuff is over on my website and, and also on Instagram. But thank you so much for inviting me and for having me on here. This has been an awesome conversation. I've, I love that you incorporate philanthropy into the message that you're sharing. Um, and into this platform. I think that it's beautiful. I think it's important. And I just, I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. So I do have one last question that I ask every guest. It's what does being pretty AF mean to you? Yeah. What does it mean to me? It means, (laughs) (laughs) it means feeling pretty AF, you know, like no matter, no matter what, no matter what the circumstances are, if you're like, you know, if all your mascara is running down your face and you're crying in like a Wendy's parking lot for whatever reason, or if you're like, you know, on the top of, of a, a mountain, you know, you're like riding the high of something incredible that's happened, or if you're feeling like exceptionally beautiful and expressing that through your face, like whatever, whatever is happening in your life, um, and however you're expressing that in your physical body, feeling pretty no matter what is what, like, that's some fierce pretty. <laughs> and like when I think of pretty AF, it's got that like fierce element to it where it's like I'm claiming my own my own pretty. That's what it feels like. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me and for asking such good questions. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Um, thank you so much, Caroline, for all these amazing tips. Before I met her, I never really thought about how The way we're wired affects the way we consume content, and I love to hear her take on everything from beauty to business. Go follow her on the gram, and I'll see you next week in a solo episode. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on. Tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.